Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Dictate the Game podcast, the podcast associated with the DictateTheGame.com uh, website, where we have various articles. We're back on our regular schedule of three a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, so there are a few for us to talk about today. Uh, today, we have um, three of us on the pod. So we've got Guy, aka FM Vars. How are you doing? How are you doing? You all right? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. And we've also got Ryan with us as well, who is in charge and also went to London with Luke. And we'll probably be talking about that as well, won't we? Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. So we've got us three today. We're going to go through our newish format um, and cover various bits and pieces from Football Manager this week and beyond. So our very first section is the team report. So in the team report, we're going to cover uh, articles that we've had this week. So we've got three, although by the time the pod goes out, there'll be another one uh, from Ehor as well for you to kind of feast your eyes on. Um, so we've got the Day at SI Towers by Luke. We've got the FM 2020 Guides in terms of youth development uh, by Dom. And we've got the top 20 free transfers in the Premier League by Paul, a.k.a. the Northman. Um, who would join us, but he is streaming his Into Miami series, which is worth catching up on on YouTube if you get the chance. Uh, but what about you guys? Which ones of these have you been reading? Well, them all, really. Good. <laughs> That's a sort of, sort of half of them. Um, I really like the save, which has gone up three hours, well, three hours ago at six. I just don't think there's enough words to sort of describe how good and talented Eeyore is at writing and sort of really getting stuff on paper because i've I've read so many so much stuff over my time that's just words on paper and it doesn't really make sense but i feel like he just absolutely nails everything down to a t i think it's great it's a good series definitely is and i also like the fact the one today's about overloads isn't it yeah well if you look at his formation he's using and then um, what he's trying to sort of replica is <laughs> it's crazy like with the sort of capabilities that you the united team have it's um it's so interesting like if you just if you just look at the, this tactic screen he's got so much like spaces with red boxes where there's potential weak links but it, it seems to be doing well considering he's i think sixth in the league fourth sorry fourth currently in the league yeah, i think man united would take that they would they would probably appoint Eho right now if they knew about this yeah <laughs> but bournemouth are also fifth so that <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty realistic. That's crazy, yeah. So that's yours article. What about some of the others? What about you? Um, have you read any of these recently, Guy? Yeah, I read um, Dom's one when it came out on the uh, Friday. Really enjoyed that. Um, just a bit of brown sort of youth development and where the where the good new gens are and, and where to scout them from. So I think for people sort of um, who haven't been playing it for, for years and years like us, um, it's a really good sort of overview of which clubs to look at, have a scout of their youth systems and see what's going on over there. So um, I was a bit disappointed to see that uh, MTK Budapest are the best in uh, Hungary. <laughs> you have a... to change that. You'll have to change that in your own blog. Yeah, I'll have to uh, start improving that um, as we go through in my Honved save. But yeah, no, another another good uh, piece and, and really interesting, I thought. Are we all agreed that it's new gens, not regens? 
Oh, oh yes. well, yeah, I've been um, categorically told it's new gens, not regen. So um, yeah, I get punished for it. But look, just looking at that, I'm so surprised. But an Albion on there, you've got all these big, big clubs like convey a belt of talent all the time, and then Burton Albion in there. Yeah, <laughs> that's because they've got the England um, training camp, haven't they? Oh, is yeah. that what it is? Yeah. I, oh god, start the leap there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't think that the Burton Albion actually produce that much, though. But I think in game, because they've got... The, the actual facilities, facilities. Yeah. yeah. It gives them that weird 20, so like up there with Spurs and United and stuff. It is crazy. We also so a bit of a shock, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to say, we've also got uh, Luke Sarkle, who wrote about his his experience at um, Sports Interactive Towers. Um, I, I, I enjoyed it. It was good. It was a good little sort of summary of what sort of went down for has been spoke about quite a lot what sort of what, the reason why we went down was for the byline and producing content for football manager and um my experience is obviously a little bit different to luke's i i feel like because i sort of set this up sort of the foundations of the website and the, sort of the team i just thought it was just just a, a really like a relieved moment sort of so so proud to sort of be personally invited down there to sort of to, for them to sort of express their thanks for sort of our contributions and helping them sort of do something different because I've found I spoke with uh, Dom and Tom about this. It's a, the community gap between the football manager and the actual community is so was so big before this byline and it's sort of got creators writing a lot more now. Creators trying to get their content for the football manager website and I've, I really think they're sort of really slowly but surely bridging the gap between the content creators and the actual community. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, I think years ago they tried to make attempts, didn't they? I'm thinking like like FM 13, like a long time ago. There was this kind of affiliate scheme or something like that. Yeah. I don't think it ever quite took off, did it? No, no. I was just going to say you have to, because I remember FM Central, like a official, like I don't think it's partners, but like affiliation, like official fan site. I think that's the correct word. But I, f- I just think that um, the sort of direction they're trying to take it, when we listen to the presentation, they want to try and give football manager content sort of a new sort of life. They want to try and avoid the sort of clickbaity stuff and leave that to sort of... Towards, yeah. Uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> the sort of the how-to guide, so like understanding a role in a little bit more depth. And then, um, sort of, especially because these these players, well, these people that come into the game probably won't have heard of us. But if they're buying the game, they see the Football Manager website, and then they go on the the byline stuff and read like some some guides, like some basic guides, and then they all sort of vary in depth and and whatnot. So I, I think I think it's sort of bridging a gap between the sort of community fed guides rather than just the sort of fan sites sticking to what they know and not really getting their content seen by people who potentially wouldn't go to our website in any case. So I, I think, I think it was amazing to get invited down there and uh, hope, hopefully get invited again next year as long as we keep producing the content we were doing last year. Well, we can try. We can definitely yeah. try. And then we can all go down and it, you know, we won't be surprised by things like Ubers and things like that. that uh, oh yeah. Like. I can't believe that. Luke, Luke is just, it just lives in an alternative universe, I think. <laughs> crazy. But, so, it was good. It was, it was it's, good. It's, so, it's, it's just crazy, Luke. When I got down there, I said, meet, meet me at this, this place. So I stood at this massive train. Like, it was like, I don't know. It was like an old train. And I said, I'll meet you there. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I know where that is. And he shared his location with me. Luke was going the complete opposite direction. 
Like, I'm not even joking. Like, and he I didn't was like, say oh my which God. direction he was in. He just said he knew where that is. Yeah, but oh, I was stood there for 20 minutes <laughs> waiting. And I was like, all right, Luke's going to come, come around any second. And he goes, I think I'm going the wrong way. I was like, oh. So we had to meet in the shopping, this, this shopping centre. And my God, it's absolutely humongous. There's about 4 billion floors. Any shop you can imagine, the food court is massive. What? Oh, it was just just so overwhelming. So I've never done the underground. That was very overwhelming for me. So it was still a trip at first, then. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I've been to London before, but not to um, not on the underground. Uh, thankfully, I've been back since. But it's it was just I was I wasn't expecting like there to be so many sort of lines and all these going to different directions. You take this one to get to the next one, and they all like sort of cross paths eventually. But yeah, it was, it was definitely an experience. So there's Luke's article where people can read more about that as well. And Luke was on the podcast last week, um, so you can catch up with that. So you can listen to that on YouTube or on Spotify or on Anchor.fm. might go on other platforms as well. But if you've not had a chance, go and sign up to one of them and give it a listen if you want to hear Luke's full uh, description of what's going on. Anything you want to add to the trip that Luke's not covered? Um, Yeah. When we went for the meal in the evening, um, it was quite a sort of hipster bar restaurant. Uh, and um, what I ordered was a charcoal burger, and I've never actually had a charcoal sort of bun I just before. Just a burger. Well, I don't know how to explain it. It was practically the same. I just, I just think it probably had a different colouring. It was really nice. Luke ordered. Luke's a very fussy eater, so we ordered this. These, Fish fingers. No, no, it was like <laughs> duck, duck chips, and I was like, Luke, you're not going to eat that, mate. And he got them. So I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's crazy. So that's kind of takes us on to the next section. Uh, section, I guess, when we're talking about the byline and what the community are doing. So our next section is the opposition analysis. Uh, so the opposition analysis section is our chance to talk about what we've been reading and watching and listening to uh, in the FM community uh, as a whole. So not just our articles, but what else is going on around there. Has anyone had a chance to have a look around? I've been reading um, FM Eadster stuff recently. So um, I don't know whether either of you two are across this, but he's yeah. basically um, created a football club in Ukraine, in, like uh, in Pripyat, where Chernobyl was um so it's kind of like a phoenix club rising from the ashes of of the um, nuclear disaster obviously um and he brought a piece out it's came out today actually um on sort of the tactics he's going to be using it's a really sort of in-depth look at um it's um lobanovsky i think it's pronounced who was like a a really big russian coach if you've uh well he was ukrainian actually but um managed the soviet union um so if you've read sort of inverting the pyramid, I think there's quite a big bit in there about him. Um, really sort of innovative guy. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a really good piece. Sort of goes in into great depth of how he's sort of structured his tactic and, and then how it works in game and stuff. Um, so no, I really enjoyed reading that. Very in depth. I like those kind of pieces where they're a bit, it's a bit of a longer read, a bit thought about it a lot more, structured it really well. Um, 
And I think it's a really interesting idea what he's what he's doing over there. So that's what I've how, been. How uh, close is the stadium and the ground to actual Chernobyl? I think so. Basically, I think uh, you had to go into the editor and like create a different city. Ah, um, okay. And then set it up. He also actually set up like a rival team as well to give the sort of story a bit of more depth. Yeah, but back then, um, really, yeah. yeah. So no, it's really interesting. Um, uh, what he's doing there. Out. So. Yeah, you definitely. I didn't enjoy the TV series. I thought that was a bit boring, but I think <laughs> put on football manager and I'm sold. Yeah. No, um, I think that's where the idea came from, actually. He was on, I think it was uh, Grass and Gear Pod recently, um, sort of discussing the save. Um, but no, it's a really interesting idea. Definitely out of the box, uh, a bit different. And I'm really enjoying sort of uh, following along with that. It's good. It's got a kind of history in the context. It kind of adds a little yeah. bit to the kind of long term. I like that kind of save. I mean, you could probably tell from my save this year um, in Hungary, but it's you know I like a bit of a bit of history to it. A bit of um, you know try and tie it back into something that's happened. Definitely yeah. helps. What about you, Pelham? What have you sort of been uh, reading, listening, viewing? Uh, all sorts, because I've been pretending to work hard. So I've had various things up on the screen whilst I've been doing stuff. Uh, so I've been reading uh, from eleven one, which I always struggle with saying. Um, they've started blogging about their save, and they're based in Serbia for this. And I think they actually did a bit for the Grass and Gear pod about um, the background to like the Serbian leagues, but it just kind of stuck out to me because it's one of those leagues where it's always kind of in the menu to load up but they've never actually selected it and i always probably go there to try and steal some players like i'll go to the serbian national team and try and like nick a youth player here and there who's normally really good but never actually managed in there so it's nice to see a kind of different league um getting a bit of a attention yeah. attention yeah especially considering you do your tahiti you save so it is it is cool yeah it's kind of it's Part of what sort of drew me in as well. And you can see different rivalries and things like that. And it's, and with a lot of the editing and the kind of graphics packs and stuff like that, there's a, yeah, there's endless opportunities nice. what you can do. Yeah. Yeah. It looks, looks really nice. I've been reading that. Um, I've also been going through the list on the FM library as well, because they're a nice bunch of guys. Oh, yeah. yeah we've got a shout out on that. So we really do appreciate that. Um, and they've shared lots on there, so I've been looking at that. I've also been watching Loki Doki's YouTube Journeyman, where he's doing a kind of similar thing to not being in Serbia, but he's selected different leagues that he's never managed in before. And they're normally a kind of like smaller European ones. I think he's ended up in um, Finland. Oh. With. Um, and I've got a bit of a soft spot for Finland, mainly just because I've been there recently. And it's just a nice, nice country. Thank you for the invite, um, by the way. I mean, Guy, a bit disappointed we didn't get the invite. <laughs> well, you, you can always come along as long as you're paying for yourself. Oh, no, yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm busy that day. <laughs> <laughs> so we're looking at Lurky Durky's stuff, which is always uh, good fun. And then, if we weren't recording this, I'd probably be watching the Northman's Into Miami thing, mainly because he hasn't fully got to grips with the contracts or designated players. And he's demanding us to watch it. I mean, there's that as well. But I, 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 I watched the the, uh, the first part the other day uh, before before I went to work, and his camera froze, and um, he was trying to reposition it, and he repositioned it, but it still wasn't 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 spot on because um, he was. I think Luke um, recommended him to sign a player, 
And then he literally went up for about a second, goes, no, he's shit. And then went off. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was watching him do a bit of the drafts and it's like, um, he's like last pick or something. And he's like, well, my last pick, I'm the best. And all. I was like, God. <laughs> I mean, the draft thing's always weird because it, you can put the draft into different leagues in the editor as well. I have no idea whether it works I, I have, particularly well. I have no idea how it works, but I, I think that could, would be so cool if they did that in sort of a, sort of in the UK or something like a like an academy sort of graduate scheme sort of thing, and then I mean, you get sort of poached by different clubs. It is. I like it as an idea for fairness as well, just spreading out the youth talent. Yeah, it, yeah. That, it it's definitely something that you could definitely add something different to say because if you understood the the sort of the reasons and the sort of understanding of the draft it it could be so cool just if you have a long-term save and you're like oh I want to, my club's maybe not financially stable i want this like this one this best one because i'm going to sell one of my best players for like a bit higher spot and mm. then just hope hope it'll work i mean so long as the ai have worked out the value of the trades as well it's pretty good but i remember yeah. a few versions ago they had no idea you just end up trading stuff. You'd end up with all these first round picks for like yeah, the next three years that, that you just kind of collected like some kind of dragon sitting on your treasure. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I've been, I, I want to watch that, but also I've been watching his Blythe Spartans series. Yeah. I, I need think, to, I need to start that. It's, it's good. He goes into a lot of depth. So he covers some of the finance stuff, which um, is always interesting. He had his youth intake, I think today, and they're all short asses. Oh, he would be very impressed with that, especially considering his lower league and you sort of you sort of do need these sort of taller players in different areas, especially like centre back or maybe if you want a really tall striker and he's got a five foot three striker. I think the tallest centre back he had was like five ten. Oh, like yeah, yeah, at least not good. <laughs> not good. It was not a good uh, combination. Uh, but if you're listening to this and there's anything you think we should be reading or watching or listening to, uh, let us know. Tweet us and we'll add it to our lists because we do love a good bit of FM content. I think we can move, unless there's anything else anyone's been looking at, we can probably move on to our next section. Yeah. Uh, yep. Actually, no, I can briefly talk about, um, I've started reading uh, Dan Gears' uh, post when he was about um, the Bolton. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. and how, we, how he's sort of done that. But because I've been so busy the past two days, I've only today I've managed to watch the uh, read the first part and the second part of the season, and I, I can't believe he finished one point out of the uh, the playoff spots despite having a minus twelve deduction at the beginning of the season. And yes. this Spoilers Ali Crawford, yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> I <do> apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Ali Ali Crawford is a player I always always used to sign in the sort of lower leagues, and to see him top goal scorer and highest match rating is insane. I do like that. When when there's a player you recognise yeah, from okay. previous versions, you're thinking, yeah, scout them first. And another spoiler, he's, he's managed to sign Luke Garbutt, which is a bit of a coup for Bolton. Yeah. I mean, he's never really broke through with Everton, but he's sort of always been a player that probably could play at a higher level than some of the clubs he's been loaned at. So that, that, that's very good. I think next season he's definitely got a chance to go and get him promoted. And he's tied down a quite a lot of his uh, younger players to longer contracts. So yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying that actually because um, some of the some of the pieces of readers a lot of DL. I think he balances the sort of pictures. He lets the pictures do the talking the, a lot of the time, and then just sort of summarizes it underneath. Really, so I'm, I'm really really enjoying that. 
I think he mentioned season. I think he mentioned in a tweet that he's trying to do it kind of realistically instead of like this kind of go for broke. Yeah, yeah. Get promoted. Go big or go home. Yeah. He's doing it realistic, which is a nice kind of pace. It also makes you feel better when you're not doing particularly well in your own save. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, it, it does. It does for me. Right then. So we can move on to the match. So in the match section, it's quiz time, basically. So over to you guys for this. Yeah, so um, I'm trying to keep the sort of match section or the quiz section sort of relevant to what's happening every week, keep it topical. Um, and sort of, was it this morning that Emery was announced that he'd been sacked? Yeah. yeah. Um, so basically, we've had all the same sort of um, names popping up. So we've, you've also got sort of uh, Marco Silva, who's um, in danger of getting the sack at the minute, Pellegrini at West Ham as well. So I thought we'd have a little quiz. Um, on the managerial merry-go-round and sort of um, see if you can guess some managers who are in the lineup to uh, replace some of these managers who are looking pretty precarious. So what I'm going to do is I've got I've gone on this website called thesackrace.com, which is a brilliant website. Right, so me and Pelham, we're uh, not going we're not going so on this. Yeah, website no, tr- no, <laughs> no tr- <laughs> um, And basically, I'm going to read out. So I've gone on my manager's profile. I'm going to read out the next team odds going from the favorite to the least favorite and you've got to chime in and say who you think the manager is so you can buzz in i'm going to read them one by one from the favorite to the least favorite you can buzz in just say stop and i'll when, uh, when it's the favorite when you no so <clears throat> i'll read the the team names out and you say yeah. stop when you think you know who the manager is but who's favorite to take over who's favorite to take over right. at, at, at these yeah at these clubs so we'll do an example, for instance. So if I go Arsenal, Real Madrid, Barcelona. So you can chime in any time that you think that you know who the manager is. This is the list of the clubs from the most likely to the least likely. Yeah. Okay. So Arsenal, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Man United, Bayern Munich. Liverpool. Uh, I've got a guess. Is it Pellegrini? Yeah. Is it? Is that his uh, name? Allegri, not Pellegrini. That's the one. Yeah. That's yeah. The one. Yeah. So that right? that's the that's the idea, right? They're all they're all managers who um aren't are out of a job at the moment as well. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Ready? Yeah. So we'll dive in with this one. Okay. So first club on the list is Everton. Mikel Arteta. Incorrect. Oh, Nuno uh, so, Santa. Uh, no. Uh, I have to go to the next so, club. <laughs> so big Sam. Big Sam. Southampton is the next one on the list. Oh my then god! Got, I tell you what. I'll give you the. I'll, I'll just give you the full list, and then you got to tell me who you think it is, and I'll give you like three guesses each or something. Okay. Everton, Southampton, West Ham, Hearts as in Hearts of Midlothian, Northern Ireland, England, Manchester United, and Liverpool. And Liverpool's 500 to 1, and Man United's 200 to 1. So that right. kind of gives you an Pelham, idea. Pelham, do you want to guess first, or shall I? Oh, you go for it. All right, I'm going to say David Moyes, maybe? 
Correct. Oh, David Moyes. Well, I done. thought he'd be more favourite for West Ham than the Everton job. Yeah, no, he's he's two to one odds on. Uh, oh my god! If we get, oh please no. Yeah, Matt. I'm going to just petition. I'm going to stand outside Goodison Park with a, with a sign <laughs> saying, well, here, "Please no." <laughs> it's a bizarre, uh, uh, you know, uh, that he's been linked with. I don't know what he's done to deserve this, but you can never go back. There we go. Anyway, so that's that one. So next. We will go over here. Um, so this manager's list of clubs are Hearts of Midlothian, West Ham, Grimsby, Leighton Orient, and Manchester United at five hundred to one. Oh my god! Uh, and these are out of the jo- out of a job. He's out of a job. Yes, I'll give you an extra clue with this one. He's only been out of a job for eighteen days. Okay. I'm trying to think he was sacked recently and they've got yeah. blank. Um that's no, not Chris Hutton, is it? No. No, it's not Chris Hutton. Uh, he's been out for a lot longer than that. Yeah. Um well, this is a tough one, this because to, to be sort of favourites for the Hearts job and then Grimsby is someone probably not as high reputation as some of like, the bigger names. Is it Carl Fletcher or someone like that from like lower? No, because that wouldn't make sense him going to that. It's a it's a well known manager who's in the Premier League last season. Um, Neil Warnock, big clue for you. Correct, Neil Warnock. Yeah. Oh, I thought he would, would have retired. I thought he was He'll retired. never retire. Yeah. Lost their shins to kick. He'll never retire. There's a there's a theme here in that these are all sort of managers who are very much on the merry-go-round and they keeps they seemingly keep getting jobs for for no apparent reason. Stealing a wage. Uh, yes, exactly. Okay, so the next manager, his next team odds, most likely is Everton, then Southampton, West Ham, Northern Ireland, Man United. I'm going to guess Mikel Arteta again. It's not Mikel Arteta. Oh. Um, yeah, he's, uh, favorite at the moment. he's not so been he's on the merry-go-round. Yeah, he's only eight. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, he's eight to one, Everton. So a bit, bit more of an outsider. Mark for Hughes. Correct. Yeah, Mark Hughes. Oh, forgot he existed. <laughs> he's a very good footballer in his day. Yeah, but that that day was a while ago now. Yeah, just probably not transferred that onto the manager. So this manager has been out of a job for. Uh, one year and six months, so quite a while. Right. Um, he is linked with the Southampton job most heavily, 12 to 1. And then West Ham, Northern Ireland, Everton, and England. England at oh. 66 to 1. Oh, I was going to, until you said England, I was thinking Big Sam. I was thinking that as well. It is Big Sam. What? For a year and a half. Oh, yeah, because he got sacked yeah. the, 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 the season. But he's still sixty-six to one for England, which is bizarre. Yeah, but people, people you know, that's, never that's Paddy. People that's just... Paddy power for you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, never have to pay out on that one. Okay, so I think Ryan won that, didn't he? Three to one. Are we saying, yeah, there? Ryan won. You tell him you lost twice Pelham. in a row now. Yeah, I'm not very good at this. Pick your pick your game up for uh, for next week. I think we, we just need, we need one where the answers are all going to be like. Big Sam or Vinnie Jones. <laughs> I, like thought you, 
I thought I'd picked a. I thought I was onto a winner with this week's game with you. I thought you'd be you'd be all over it, but <laughs> all of the the, the <laughs> poor technical managers, pray yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll start revising for my next quiz then. Excellent. Especially Look if Luke's going to be it. on, because I'm not going to lose to Luke again. Refuse. No. I'll I'll just stop recording if that happens. Right then, talking about Luke, we've got our letters for Luke section. So you can email us if you've got questions for Luke. They don't have to be baking related because he's baking expertise. They should really be about football manager, <laughs> um, even though his expertise in football manager is it's not as high as his baking expertise. You can also just contact us on Twitter and DM mm-hmm. us or go onto the FM group on Facebook or probably even on FM Central, you can find us. Has anyone responded to your tweet, Ryan? No, no one's questions? responded. However, I've got a question for you. All right, then. Got a question for both of you, actually. What is your favourite role on Football Manager? You go, guy. Ooh. Um, oh, God, that's a tough one. I'd say probably something very basic, like centre mid on attack, I think. It's probably my favourite um, role. Yeah, I'd go with that. I love it. it just the runs you create from deep and stuff. Because I generally play a sort of either a two or a three man midfield. midfield but yeah. this this time around, I've been playing a, a two man quite a lot because I like having two forwards. Um, yeah. So, and I just find that works really well. It's a good balance with sort of like a more defensive centre mid, and then maybe like a, a deep line playmaker on defend or something, and then a centre mid on attack to sort of arrive late in the box and provide options for the strikers. That works. That definitely works. Yeah. So, that's, yeah, sentiment on attack for me, I think. I remember you telling me about that role last year because it was something yeah. I don't really use. And I, I've got to agree, the, the actual the way that it plays is so, so good because it does a bit of everything. But you always know if there's a cross coming in late or something or yeah. it's like a 30-yard screamer, you always know your, your sentiment attack is going to be there or thereabouts around it. It's, it's such a good role, but it's... I'm using it in League Two at the moment, and it it still has a really good effect. Like some people just sort of go for something really, really simple and basic, but I like I just like the the bombing forward. And obviously, not every game they last their full ninety because it's a very for me. I, I play them like a very demanding role. So getting that extra burst of pace or something in the, the last twenty minutes from that a midfield role rather than just having someone fast up out wide is so so good. It's a bit more flexible as well, isn't it? You can add a little bit more in the way of instructions rather than the kind of preset. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because it is just centre mid. Centre mid is a bit of everything all into one. Yeah. What about you, Pelham, anyway? Um, I'm torn between two. I think up front, I quite like... It's, it might not be what people expect. I'm not going to say target man. I'm going to go for pressing forward. Ooh, I don't use that at all. Pressing forwards are amazing. Whether it's support, attack or defend... In fact, attack or defend, you don't need support. I'm not even sure if they can do support, actually. But they just kind of hang so far forwards that if there's the slightest mistake, they just sort of sniff it up and they're in there. Or if you're playing a really pressing game and you've got a very aggressive pressing forward, which all of mine are by default, that's the only way they're allowed in the team, is they just start kicking lumps out of the defenders and you can just use them to bully defenders, especially if they've got like, Slightly, you know, weaker or slightly slower ones. It just—they're a nightmare, they're an absolute nightmare. 
Uh, but my runner-up would also be uh, No Nonsense Fullback. Oh, that um, is a... Yeah, because they just kind of shithouse it all the way through. <laughs> you can basically put an extra centre-back in there, and they won't move. They just keep this kind of back line completely static. So you can have the you know your two banks of four or whatever you want, and they just they, they don't push up. They're a proper like pulis defender. There's an extra centre back that doesn't contribute to anything other than defend, know, hobbling yeah. players and booting it forward. <laughs> um, Why do you like thing. it so much? Then? Is it just purely because of the fact that it, <laughs> there's very little in the way of the attackers trying to get past him? Yeah, they just completely put people on their ass. If they've got a good one, they'll, someone will try and drill past them, knock them down. They'll try and go over them, head it out of the way. We'll try and pass through them. That'll probably work because they'll be really, you know, poor <laughs> positionally or just bad technically. But they just stop a lot. And I think when you're like a new team and you're trying to get the defense sorted out first, which is what I try and do. I don't do it particularly well, but I try and do that. It's just nice to make sure you've got your back line kind of locked up tightly. And if you're at lower league as well, you might not have very good you know, wing backs or full backs anyway. So you might as well just throw in an extra defender. This is this is, this is Pelham's tactics now. We know it score more, yours is score less. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you then? Um Anchorman. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. Because of the film or no, I've I've actually not, not seen the, <laughs> not seen the film. Um it's by far and away my favourite role. Doesn't always get the highest attributes, uh, not the highest, it's the highest match rating, but it always, like every sort of creative thing, it's just it, they can either play simple, spray it out wide, and they, I just feel like it gives my two centre midfielders that a little bit more going forward. And then with my full bats, even though they're on support, I found in this year's version they go a bit forward a little bit more, which I really like. And I like the way if they counter, it'll just drop back and push into the right back or left back roam. I, I love it, and my next piece will be about the anchor role because it's, it's say, yeah. so so good. Like I'll, I'll try and analyze how how it sort of works. I play sort of I would say it's a four three three with a holding midfielder, and um, it's just just the way that there's there's not too much overcomplication. I've got an inside forward on the left and a winger on the right, and the sort of different pa- passing channels they use, they play with is so so good because it doesn't always have to go forward and I feel like having a midfield triangle can really break down these teams that I'm sort of playing against but so yeah that is by, by far my favourite run nice it sounds tempting what kind of level are you using it at though do they, um, they need to be pretty good technically or can you get away with it no I, I don't think so because I've got, I've got two at the moment I've got a guy who was um Adam Barton, who was on loan at my local team, Connorsky Nomads, last year, and he's um, at Wrexham now. And I've used him all the way through last season, well, my first season, where I got won the, won the league. And I think that's probably down to that sort of formation and tactic that you've almost got an extra, sort of almost like an extra defender sitting there. And it works so well. And then I've also got got promoted, signed a new player um, who's. He's a little bit better. He's got a little bit more pace and a little bit more technical ability. But I, I don't think one's better than the other. It's just the I like having someone who's a little bit faster because if they're sort of countering you, and you've got someone with fifteen, oh sorry, thirteen pace rather than eight pace, they can get back into the cover the hole, the holes that are sort of left get gaping basically. And um, <laughs> yeah, <well, laughs> so yeah, 
Yeah, it, it works. It works so well, and um, I think some people put it off because in the midfield you want someone who can do maybe use a ball in the midfielder who you know win the ball back. But I feel like the ankle do that. They'll just pick up any sort of loose balls, simple passing, and there's no sort of overcomplications. It's just the principle of do not let them pass. I can get on board with that. You should try it. Trust me, it's amazing. Like I said, they don't always get the highest match ratings, but if you sort of watch the game in extended highlights and uh, you sort of highlight your 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 anchorman and you see sort of positioning they hold and uh, pass the passes they make, it really sort of makes the team tick. It's sort of that gap between defence midfield, but then it's also the ability because it's such a deep role and the opposition might be pressing as hard that that. Anchorman will have so much more space and time to make a decision. So even if you're in the lower leagues, you're not sort of losing anything in that regard. Is there anyone at the top level you would say is like a prime candidate to be an anchorman or someone who fulfills that role at a high-profile club? Um, I'd I'd say uh, Gareth Barry in his sort of last stages of his career, right? I was kind of Everton. yeah, yeah, but it's sort of a little bit slow. But I think. Because of his age, so he his game changed in that in that way. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if he still plays that role now, but for me, watching him, I thought he was almost the, the sort of deeper of the midfield. Even though Everton didn't play with like a one holder midfield, they played him sort of two. I just think he makes him tick, and without that, it's sort of your team doesn't really have that gap between midfield and defence. And especially because I'm currently in lower league, your defenders and that don't have as much passing so you sort of if you've got someone in the, who can just sit and do that work for them so yeah break up the play move into different channels that works works very well hmm. so we need to keep an eye out for that article then yeah i'm, I'm going to try and go to town with it <laughs> well that sounds good that was a good question that's uh better than what i was going to ask luke which was completely baking related <laughs> it's to do with hair nets and snoods <laughs> oh, that could be for next week's. Yeah, that'll be for next week. We'll, we'll <laughs> yeah. save the baking ones when he's back. Um, so I think that is us for this week. Unless there's anything anyone else wants to add? No, I'm all good. All good. All good. Well, hopefully you're listening to this and enjoying it. And if you are, please give it a rating or like and subscribe to it if it's on YouTube. Something like that will share it around. And if you've got any questions for us, do get in touch and keep an eye out on the website dictatethegame.com for our articles, and we will. Be back next week. Thank you for listening. Bye. See you later. Anything to add, Luke? <laughs>